A From Dublin to Cleveland production. Hello and welcome to From Dublin to Cleveland. I am Logan Howard, joined as always by the evervescent, evergreen, ever blue Brendan Thomas Merritt. How's it going, Brendan? <laughs> evervescent, evergreen, and ever blue. How are things with you? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. Uh, we had a uh, we had a baby deer that was born in our backyard this week, so that was interesting. Um, wow. He's just a little guy, and while I was mowing, I got to see his mother feeding him in the uh, in the woods that was right in our backyard. So that was really cool. Um, cute little guy, and he is uh, growing quickly, but he's also rather tiny and a, a little Bambi. So. <laughs> Wow. Wow. That's amazing. Wow. Miracle of life. That's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Kidnap him and raise him as a pet. She'll <laughs> <laughs> never know where All he's right. gone. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right. With that, uh, welcome to part three of our crazy, wacky, strange, funny questions. So, Brendan, take it away. Let's let's just jump right into it. All right, broski. If you were a serial killer, what would your modus operandi be? Wow, going there quick. Um, <laughs> right yep. to morbid death. Here's the question that people want on <laughs> Um, So... I don't know what would be my what would be my tell of my my operation of being a serial killer uh you'd kill them with a lightsaber kill them with a lightsaber that would be interesting <laughs> um oh i don't know that that's probably as good an answer as any but uh if if i was to be a serial serial killer which which i'm not uh ever going to be um it probably have something to do with uh i mean my favorite food is popcorn so i'd always have popcorn hidden or have a popcorn trail all over the house <laughs> you would hide popcorn in their mouths so that when they're being cremated they'll begin popping popcorn. Like, hide the kernels in their mouths, and they'll just begin pop, 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 popping. And popcorn like it. will come out of their mouths. I like It'll it. It'll be like a global phenomenon. I like it. I like it. <laughs> Thank you. So do I. How about you? Idea for a novel. <laughs> How about you? What would, what would you do as a serial killer? I would carve giant letter Bs into their cheeks and forehead with a knife. No one would ever know that it was Brendan, whose favorite color is blue. (laughs) Blue or that his name's Brendan. (laughs) Yeah. All right, bruh. If you were a flavor, what would you be? Oh, probably the flavor of uh, root beer. uh, Just a root beer flavored candy. That that's just where it's at. That would be my flavor. I enjoy root beer, um, even though the one I had yesterday was very sad. It must have. It was too watered down. But yeah, root beer. That would be my flavor. <laughs> it's manly and it's also tastes good. How about you? What would what would be your flavor? 
But I've only had root beer once and it was revolting, so not that one. <laughs> um, I would probably taste like cheeky caramel ice cream because I eat it more than I should. <laughs> so that's okay because I am doing it in celebration of what God is meant to do on the earth. So that's okay. That's my excuse. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Not only what does he smell like caramel, he now tastes like caramel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and when I lie in the sun, I even look like caramel. <laughs> Not that I melt to get a beautiful tan, people. Okay, some Christians are going to hear this P word and just tune out. They might be based in demons, people. Get over it. It's just a joke. Which Pokemon starter would you choose? Bulbasaur, Squirtle, or Char Charmander? Uh, Charmander. That that's what I would choose. Totally Charmander all the way. Yeah, he's great. <laughs> what about you? <laughs> Charmander is my absolute favorite Pokemon. And get a load of this. It's Charizard. You can hang him up on your door. Ah, look at that. It's a door decoration. Um, now, I'll be honest with you, I actually cannot stand Charizard. I never liked how he used to breathe fire on Ash and burn him to a crisp. I said, no, Charmander would never do that. And then Charmeleon just looked ugly. Um, but it's for a friend. It's for a friend. Yeah. If you're watching this, Laura, you're going to get this on your birthday. <laughs> In November. <laughs> So interestingly enough, interestingly enough, I did not know much about Pokemon until like last year. And then um, something got me into do, doing or collecting some of the like start the starter pack of playing the game of Pokemon. And then I started to learn some more oh. about Pokemon. So I actually know when you say those names, okay. what they mean. Before that, no idea. Would not have known a thing about Charmander. I or was anything surprised like. you did. <laughs> I didn't think you would get the references, but as for the game, the card game, I thought that was impossibly difficult to play. Yu-Gi-Oh! made total sense. Pokemon? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Alright, bro, what's the first thing you do when you are bored? Um, probably either watch YouTube videos of comedies of some kind, or... Um, mm. the other thing I like to do is try to convince people to play a game. If that fails, then I'll just play some game online with some random people because obviously playing a game is fun. Um, so yeah, that, that's what I would do when I'm bored. What about you? What do you do when you're bored? Okay. Well, um, this is less to do with me and more to do with you. So guys, <laughs> given that this episode 40, he must get bored a lot if he just keeps calling me to play games with him online. <laughs> <laughs> this bloke needs a hobby, people. Pray for his deliverance from boredom and the spirit of apathy. <laughs> I live such a busy life. Like I wake up about six AM and I go to bed about one AM, one thirty. Um even when I'm asleep, I'm busy dreaming and seeing the unfathomable things of God. So I don't really get bored per se. But sometimes if I know I've got something big in half an hour, um, and I've got time to kill, let's say, yeah, 
uh, funny videos on YouTube are a big one. Uh, but I'm not really interested in looking at like people's stupid pet videos. Um, but I might look at something like a clip from a TV show that I saw years ago and enjoyed. I won't go back and watch the full thing. Don't watch TV. But I'll watch funny clips that made me laugh back then. That are clean and pleasing to the Lord. Um, okay, I know this one because we had a really embarrassing exchange uh, a number of weeks ago. What is your favorite animal? An elephant! I have one sitting right here. Look, an elephant! <laughs> it is episode 40 and I'm going to work that stupid elephant into everything. It's going to be the most over thing on this podcast. Everyone's going to love that elephant. And, um, Yes. <laughs> Does he have a name? <laughs> Does it have a name? Um, like Eddie, Eddie the elephant. It's Ellie, Ellie the elephant. Just play Dry Ladderland. <laughs> oh, it's a woman or a female. <laughs> Ellie the elephant. Okay, you think you're plagiarizing a summer camp I went to once in Wales, but that's okay. I won't tell them. <laughs> probably, probably am. Um, how about you? What's your favorite animal? Do you know what it is? Do I know what it is? Um, I would guess a lion. That'd be my guess. Oh, yeah. I just went with Chris. I must love the Lion of Judah. Good one. It's a rabbit. Rabbit. Okay. Learn something new every day. <laughs> there you go. I thought that line of Judah line would have gotten a bigger reaction, but no, apparently not. <laughs> if you had to remove one color from the world forever, which would it be? And don't say my answer. <laughs> for those of you watching this podcast, I'm probably wearing the color that needs to be uh, eliminated, which is mustard yellow. Um, <laughs> it can go. <laughs> yes, this this jacket is very warm and nice, but... <laughs> I'm not a mustard yellow guy. <laughs> I apparently just keep collect. My uncle keeps sending me mustard yellow clothing. Um, I wear it because he gives it to me for my birthday. So I have to be thankful for that. But in general, mustard colored, not, not generally my favorite. <laughs> what about you, Brendan? <laughs> and before I say mine, just put your hood up, broski. Put my hood up. Okay. <laughs> Okay, we're going to have a poll, people. Does he look like a minion? Yes or no? I'm pretty sure the minion's name is Steve. <laughs> you can take it time. The humiliation is complete. <laughs> Those of you just watching the podcast, you remember the visual? Get imaginative. <laughs> Actually, some of you probably don't even know what we look like. That's Watch the YouTube me. video. It's it's tagged right at the bo top of the page. Watch the Watch YouTube, the YouTube video. video. Yes. <laughs> Do both people. We need to become world famous here. It helps the algorithm, as they always say. Yes. Ooh, mm -hmm. I'm going to say something very controversial. The okay. color I would remove from the world is black. Now, before you start accusing me of racism, I want you to think about the damage people do their souls every time they intentionally tell lies. So think of all those news anchors out there, all those college professors and lecturers, um, all those whingy whiny 
leftists complain there's a war on black people when there isn't. Imagine the damage they're doing to their souls. If I were to eliminate the color black, then they could actually say it and believe it, and they would have less damaged souls. So when they stand before Christ, they will have less infirmities in the spiritual before him. You know, see, I'm doing this to to help okay. our, our enemies. But, <laughs> but, but isn't black all colors combined? So wouldn't you then be getting rid of every color ever if you get rid of black? Food for thought. Maybe that's the idea. Idea for novels. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I do have a novel along that vein. That's just a little preview. <laughs> I love this podcast and it began with always Jesus and I was myself promoting Guys, I need a house, okay? I need you to help me out here. (laughs) (laughs) And I need an airplane while we're at it, okay? I'll take an airplane. I'll take one. (laughs) You get an airplane. You get an airplane. You get an airplane. You get an airplane. Oh, goodness. All right, Brodsky. This is a question sent in by our fans. This This is what they really want to know. When you poop at home, do you drop your pants around your ankles or take them all the way off? Okay. I have a very um, possibly controversial opinion if you're someone who is part of the other group. But as part of this group, this is the only way for when you're going to the bathroom is it needs to be around your ankles. I'm sorry. If you take your pants off every single time that you go to the bathroom – uh we need to talk all right we need to talk about your mental illness and you need to be fixed and cured of all your sins <laughs> i can't even keep a street face when i talk that way um but <laughs> seriously it, it if i was sitting next to a guy at a, <laughs> in a in a urinal and i was sitting there and the guy just takes his pants off to go to the bathroom i i would start asking probably more questions that i need to be asking in a men's bathroom <laughs> Better than asking at the restaurant table. I don't mean to play both sides here, but actually, if I'm wearing, let's say, boxers and trousers, or boxers and jeans, or boxers and tracksuit bottoms, whatever, I'll just hold down to my ankles. But if I'm only wearing one thing, whether they're shorts, because here you go, oh, commando, or uh, or just boxers. <laughs> That's when I take them the whole way off. And I only actually noticed that I did this like two or three weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my word. <laughs> but once I saw it, I couldn't oh. see it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what do you do, folks at home? Leave your comments below. All right, Brodsky, what can you talk about? Or I uh, certainly not the last question. I cannot talk about that for hours. It may sound like I could talk about that for hours, but no, not that for hours. Um, <laughs> well, you had more to say. Um, well, let's see. What do we end up talking about? We we end up talking about like uh, the world and how it's uh, how it's evil and how uh, justice is coming. So I think that's probably stuff I could talk about just 
God's word and how it affects our lives and changes our lives. And um, while sometimes people find that stuff boring, it is of utmost importance because it's, it's what God's given to us here on earth. So, um, so yeah, that, that's probably what I would say not to be overly spiritual or anything like that, but talking about God's word and how he will uh, take care of and fix this earth and come back for us is definitely a, a very important thing. Um, how about you? What, what can you talk about for hours? Yeah, it's funny. Most often, I like to keep my answers very brief when talking to people. Uh, there are very few that I, I talk to for hours on end, um, Logan being uh, one, of, one of those few. Um, but yeah, the Bible and politics are definitely the two um, big ones. And the Bible, because what can you not say about Jesus? I mean, his word is so lengthy, so phenomenal, so amazing. You could be the best theologian in the whole wide world, and scripture would still sum you up perfectly. You see, as though through a glass darkly, the level of revelation you have in the grand scheme of things is minutely small. Even if God talks to you every single day, yeah. the immensity of our God on this earth, you can't fathom it. And as for our politics, hey, it's something heaven's talking about, people. Um, we are living in days when, between the Democrats and the US, the European Union, and the leaders affiliated with the European Union here in Europe, uh, the World Economic Forum, um, CERN in Switzerland, China, um, the Communist Party, all these leaders rallying against the citizenry, against the people of God, against the globe, really, trying to bring in their one world order. Um, What's well, not to talk about? But the phenomenal thing is, you look at it through the lens of who our God is. Sovereign, strong, victorious, always on our side, and a warrior who's going to bring justice to the earth. It's amazing. That said, on this earth, Broski, we cannot talk forever. Sooner or later, we will be raptured, or we will croak. What will your last words be? Oh, I already know my last words. Give me the popcorn kernels. <laughs> For those who have not seen the previous episodes, what does that mean? <laughs> well, first of all, go watch those episodes. Um, but <laughs> that way, I can have an explosive uh, cremation <laughs> if I'm if I'm so cremated. <laughs> How about you, Brendan? What's your last words? <laughs> Read my book. <laughs> I beg your pardon, you cheeky sod. But by the time that I die and leave this earth, I will have written more than a book. <laughs> but yeah, I'll probably, I probably actually will command people to like by all of them to support my family. That'll be my last post on Instagram, <laughs> Facebook, and Twitter. No, I'm going to turn and look at my baby brother. He won't be a baby in the future, but that's okay. He'll always be my baby brother to me. And I will say, 
for the rest of your days. Barry, Andrew, Bubba, Marit, walk in the ways of Almighty God. And then I will say, scratch that. Run, you clever boy, and remember me. Then I'll be gone. Then my spirit man will step out of my human body. Um, Jesus is going to have prepared the absolute best mode of transport for me to get to heaven. You know, I imagine it'll be like a blue chariot or blue rocket ship or something because, hey, I, I did all that crack. <laughs> I'll meet my guardian angels face to face for the first time, or at least officially. And uh, I'll say, so why do you think when I, when I was 15 and I did yada yada yada, they'll face Pam, we'll laugh it off, I'll go to heaven in a rocket ship. <laughs> All right, 35. <laughs> that number probably sounds very strange, those who are just listening. I'm reading from a list of 150 questions we have. 35. <laughs> like, 35. What is 35? 35. 35. Have you ever time? <laughs> That'd be the thing we do in this channel from now on. Just randomly shout thirty-five for no reason. <laughs> when, there's a, when there's a lag in the audio, thirty-five. Soundcheck, thirty-five. What age are you? Thirty-five. When's your birthday? Thirty-five. <laughs> So, conveniently enough, 35. Have you ever tried to scream in your head? Uh, yes, I did. Uh, not that long ago, and it hurt a lot. It hurt, like, in mm. the front of my head, because you're, you're just, like, visibly, mm. you're, you're not in your head, you're imagining yourself screaming, and you're like, man, I really should scream now to get it out. <laughs> trapped in here <laughs> how about you have you ever done it i remember the day you actually tried doing it and i think you said that i think i brought it up and then you tried doing it seconds before i did you said it hurt so then i gave myself a very tame scream so that we didn't feel the same sensation <laughs> i was like only one of us needs to the be same in way. um <laughs> You and I share very many things, but trauma does not have to be one of them. <laughs> the, one, the one thing I would say is it hurt a lot less than when I was a teenager and I tried to imagine just how far back eternity goes. Living forever and ever, it's a cliche, but we accept it. But God having no beginning... Like, what was his first conversation? The Father to the Son and Holy Spirit? Like, did they ever just say hello to each other? Hardly, because they were always there. Even as I think about that, that hurts my brain. So yeah, yeah. eternity having no beginning, that hurts lighter than his screen. If you could have dinner with any three people from history, who would they be? Uh, okay. Um, let's go with I'm thinking important people. So I'm thinking George Washington. I'm thinking, um, okay. oh, let's go, let's go Bible character. Let's go Joseph. Um, 
and uh yeah you stay away from old tasman joseph he's on my list <laughs> <laughs> uh i think you can have the step five the one everyone always forgets <laughs> Yeah, let's let's go Abraham Lincoln and yeah. Uh, so, what would be your three people? Okay, well, I would totally go with Old Testament Joseph, and I would tell him not to believe a word you say. Um. <laughs> oh, who else? Who do I think I would get on with very, very well in the world or history? I don't know. The people that I know don't like me. <laughs> I can't expect people in the past to. Um. Maybe Howard Carter a day before, because I'm imagining time travel here, the day before he discovered Tutankhamun's tomb so that I could get there ahead of him. Mm. And then I would okay. be, like, you know, renowned having found it. <laughs> um, just, you know, just steal his greatest life's achievement from him. <laughs> and then I could write a book about finding a tomb of a 19-year-old pharaoh. <laughs> Idea for a novel. <laughs> there you go. There um, you go. And the third one, this one's been really cheesy, and uh, I'm not offended that I wasn't on your list. You. Well, thank you. That would be nice. I would have dinner, too. Don't know about those, uh, other than Joseph, I don't know about... Yeah, I don't read into it too much. Table. <laughs> that Howard guy, get him. <laughs> All right, All right Jeepers. <laughs> well, guys, speaking about people from the past and dinner, there was a particular dinner event in the Bible in ch on chapter 11. Now, it wasn't your traditional dinner event, it was a, a funeral. <laughs> I love how when people are grieving, everyone expects them to feed them. It's just, you know, bad enough they're bereaved of their loved one. They might as well be bereaved of their supply closet as well. On one occasion, Jesus' friend Lazarus died of sickness. Now, Jesus had actually heard about this sickness back when Lazarus was still alive. But he deliberately delayed going to Lazarus's home. By the time he gets there, Lazarus is dead. And Lazarus has two sisters. One is Martha. People give Martha as hard a rap as they do Peter. But the reality is she was a genuinely good friend to Jesus. She loved him very much. But she was a control freak. If you see Martha in the chapter in the Bible, She's basically bossing someone around or complaining about something or micromanaging something. She came up to Jesus. And in verse 21, she said, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But I know that even now God will give you whatever you ask. Jesus said her brother would rise again. Indeed, all the Old Testament saints will rise again in the Millennial Kingdom, and Jesus reign, rules and reigns on the earth. 
And Martha answered, I know you will rise again in the resurrection on the last day. Now that last day lasts a thousand years, people. <laughs> it's not 24 hours. Don't get confused. And then have a little theological discussion. And Jesus is like, I'm the resurrection in the life. And she's like, yeah, 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 yeah. But then her sister Mary finds out that Jesus is there. And we're told that Mary gets up quickly. And she goes to Jesus. But it's a little bit different. Verse 32 says, When Mary reached the place where Jesus was and saw him, she fell at his feet and said, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. Now, they didn't get into a theological conversation. Instead, it says, When Jesus saw her weeping, and all the Jews who had come along with her also weeping, he was deeply moved in spirit and troubled. Where have you laid him? he asked. Come and see, Lord, they replied. Shortest verse in the English version of the Bible, Jesus wept. Then the Jews said, see how he loved him? And in the very next breath, others basically blame Jesus for letting him die. But then they get to the tomb. Jesus says, roll away the stone, and he calls out Lazarus, who is resurrected. And guys, very often when tragedy strikes, or we're afraid about something, we do behave a lot like Martha. I know I do, so I'm not judging anyone. But we try to micromanage situations. We try to make sense of situations. We try to apply theology as bizarre as Job's friends to the situation. I think Jesus is inviting us now to be more like Mary's. Not that we're emotional wrecks. I can't stand people like that. But she came to Jesus with no notions, just vulnerability. Just tears, falling at his feet, recognizing that nothing she knows and nothing she does is actually going to make the situation miraculously better. But that's all about him. He is resurrection. He is life. He alone is able. So whatever you're going through, however embarrassing it is, However hopeless, however desperate, and that's not to downplay anything you're going through, your feelings are valid. Come to Jesus with total transparency. He already knows what's happening. But he is your best friend. He is your maker. Your everlasting father. He's your prince of peace. He's your lord. He loves you. Come to him with your vulnerabilities. Give Jesus that innermost space. Your relationship with him is the most intimate. There are conversations I have with Jesus that I don't have with anyone else. Experiences I've gone through that Jesus knows and no one else does, and that's okay for me. But you come to Jesus. He's your all in all. Your all-sufficient one. Rest in him. Trust in him. Trust him with your tombs. And he'll give you that resurrection 
whatever that may be. And then, so Logan, what jumps out at you in John 11? Um, one of the things I, uh, I got a chance to teach on this passage not too long ago. Um, and I was teaching on, um, toxic masculinity and how a lot of the times part of toxic masculinity, part of being a man is you can't cry and you can't feel emotions and you can't, um, you know, like live in the moment you sort of have to be above the moment and you have to be stronger than the moment and you can't cry and you can't show weakness mm. um and one of the things that we see from jesus here is he he cries he he feels that emotion um and if you think about that it doesn't like logically if we follow our brains we follow how this story goes out logically it doesn't make sense why would he cry i mean he he knows he's going to raise him from the dead he's going to see him again what mm. what does that do like he, he already knows how the story ends. What, like, is he just wasting people's time by showing extra emotion for no reason? No, he deeply feels the loss for Lazarus. He, that's his humanity showing through that he feels God's, uh, he feels mm. Lazarus's loss. And, um, I mean, so if Jesus is, is one who cries and, uh, goes through life through this and, and weeps, you know, how much more is it okay that we as men, we as guys, we as even women, it's okay to cry. It's okay to feel your emotions when difficult times come and difficult situations come and people die and pass away and um, and those things go away. That is a sad time. And it, it shows how much we love and we care for people. And it's not a weakness. Being sad, being, uh, being, being that way is not, is not weakness at all. Um, so don't, don't ever go away mm. thinking that, wow, Jesus is a pretty weak dude seeing as he cried and no, that's not the case at all. Yeah. Jesus is, is the guy we're supposed to emulate and we're supposed to, uh, to copy. So when you read the chapters and books about how Jesus reacts to situations and how he interacts with people and how he treats people, um, that's the way we're supposed to treat people too. We're supposed to call people out on their sins. So sometimes you have to pull out the, um, you guys are just a whitewashed tomb. Sometimes you have to pull that on people because unfortunately uh, they need to hear the truth. And even though we think sort of like we talked about last week about our being quiet, sometimes it's more important that we point out the truth than it is for us to let them just march off to hell without thinking that they're not going to hell. Um, and so pointing out the truth of the, the situation. So that, that's what I would leave with is, you know, follow what Jesus does, what Jesus says, how he lives his life. And, you know, Jesus took criticism for this. We saw that he said, couldn't he, couldn't he not saved him from dying? Yeah, he could have saved him from dying, but he got way more glory by raising him from the dead, um, than he ever did by saving him from death. So, um, just remember that you're going to face criticism. You're going to, you're going to be told that you're weak, um, that, you know, if you're sad or you're, you feel your emotions more deeply, but it's, it's not true. It's not, it's not the truth. Um, and so seek what is true. Um, so with that, uh, that sort of closes off our Bible time today. Um, you know, the way to get a hold of us to answer some of your, of our questions we had today, um, which you're welcome to do. You can send us an email at from Dublin to Cleveland. Um, we would love it if you just send us emails of uh, 
pictures of the elephant because he's totally the most over person on this podcast. If uh, you just sent us an email with the number 35 or a comment with the number 35, that could also be the next uh, cool thing that goes on through this podcast. Um, I may, I may have to just randomly this week post something on Facebook with the number 35 and tag Brendan in it and see if, uh, see if anyone uh, notices what that was about. Um, So yeah, if, uh, Again, just get in to contact us from Dublin to Cleveland. You can follow us on Facebook. You can comment or follow us on YouTube as well. Uh, anything you want to close us out with, Brendan? Yeah, guys, you know what? It's a, it's a crazy, crazy world right there. But resurrection power is coming. The life-giving, darkness, penetrating glory-filled, demon-terrifying power of God is on the way. Don't tag out. Don't give in to fear. Don't give in to depression. Don't get lost in the drama of the trauma. That stone is rolling away. And when it rolls, the globe is going to know that Jesus Christ is Lord. He is on the throne. So let praise be on your lips, eat ice cream, and celebrate. I know I keep saying this, maybe eat smaller portions of ice cream, <laughs> but taste and see the Lord is good. Amen. 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 Have a good week, everybody. We will see you next week. Bye.